Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, because this is where work and fun meet. We're here to help you get the jobs done that you need to do to take care of your house, to improve your space, to uh, build out that nest egg, maybe to tackle some staycation projects, because we're all staying home these days. Nobody's got money to go flying off somewhere for vacation, so we're fixing up our money pits. Hey, I'm flying I'm, off in my imagination, friend. Yeah, what are you uh, working on at your house these days? I've got a, a kitchen that needs to be painted. That's my staycation project. Ours is the entire front entry needs a fresh coat of paint, and it's sort of needed it for the past year, but now I'm really going to do it. I'm thinking if you're really careful, you can probably drag that out for at least a month. No. <laughs> my portion is taping off the windows. Ed hates to do that. He's actually going to slap the paint on, but I will take my time putting the tape up. Well, whether you're picking up a paintbrush or pick up a, picking up a hammer, pick up the phone first and call us. The number is one eight 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 money pit Coming up today, you might have seen your heating bills for the most of the winter by now, and you still feel like you're paying way more than you need to, and you might be wondering, is there a way you can have a more efficient system? How can you figure it out? Coming up this hour, we're going to tell you about a way to calculate the cost of heating or cooling your home with a variety of sources so you can actually figure out which way is the most economical way to go. And you know what, Tom? i got to tell you, our heating provider has never, ever made us put a stamp on the envelope for the bill. And just this month, they've decided that they want us to put postage on it. I'm like, whoa, so my bill is 600 bucks, <laughs> and you want the 42 cents? And 42 cents. Oh, and I almost mailed it away without looking at it. Thank goodness I took a second gander before I put it in the Everybody's post Everybody's cutting box. corners, even the utility companies. All right, also ahead this hour, it is time to start gathering that paperwork for your taxes. That's right. Oh, I said the dreaded word. If you find that you've got mountains of stuff to go through, you may want to pare it down. We're going to tell you what to keep and what to toss so that you can stay organized at home. And speaking of taxes, our Green Scene reporter is on the case this hour to tell us about a way to get credits on your taxes. There's actually some improvements that if you tackle them this year, it will drastically cut your tax bill. And we're giving away a smart pack of redback tools to one lucky caller this hour. It's worth 50 bucks. So call us right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's first? Ellen in California, who needs some help with a kitchen counter. I have an unsightly Formica countertop, and uh, I uh, didn't want to go to the expense of uh, granite countertops and because they had, the Formica has to be removed besides uh, the application of uh, uh, granite. Okay. So this contractor says that there's a, a product, I believe it's polyurethane, that uh, looks like granite, and you could get it in different uh, patterns, and he sprays it on, and it's supposed to last for years. I, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't go that route, and here's why. Because your countertop is only going to be as good as the base, and if the and typically what happens with with uh, formica tops is eventually the water starts to separate the formica from the base when it's glued to, which is typically some sort of a fiberboard. And even if you spray on something on top of it that works really well or looks great, the base is still going to swell and become deteriorated after a while, and eventually what, peel off. Yeah. If you're concerned, you don't have to go straight to granite. I mean, you could simply replace it with a new fiberglass top at about a quarter of the cost. So if you're happy with the uh, 
excuse me, if you're happy with the Formica, you could simply replace it with a new Formica topping. No, a I don't the like cost. the Formica. All right. Well, how about solid surface? Are you familiar with that? Like a Corian? No. Yeah, you could use a Corian or a product like that. Oh, Corian. I, I know yeah. about that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, Beautiful. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome, Ellen. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thanks for stopping by and giving us all your home improvement questions to tackle. We love to give you a hand. We are here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Is the cost of home heating making you consider a switch in fuel? How can you figure out the most economical way to heat your home? We're going to have that answer next. Money Pit. It is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, give us a call. The number here, you know it already. It's 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a tool smart pack from our friends over at Redback Tools. Now, that smart pack includes a Maxi Strike Junior Hammer and Maxi S5 Phillips Screwdriver. The smart pack is worth 50 bucks, but it could be yours for absolutely nada, totally free. If we choose your name at random from among our callers this hour, the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, have you been staring at those heating bills now for a bit too long? Kind of depressing, isn't it? It's Ever totally. wonder if switching from gas to oil would make a difference in the cost of heating your home? How would you even figure out such a thing? Well, there's a great website that has an excellent selection of energy conservation calculators. And by answering just a few simple questions, you can compare cost savings by converting gas to oil, oil to gas, whatever. There are also calculators for estimating insulation savings, as well to determine how much money you can save by adding a setback thermostat. It's not affiliated with any group or manufacturer, completely independent. We've been recommending it for years. It's a great site. It's called warmair.net. Check it out. Heading over to Virginia to chat with Roderick about a leaky bathroom. What's going on? Yeah, I've actually got a, I bought a three-level townhome, and um, at the top level where the shower is, uh, where the door is, I've actually got a, 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 a leaking, it's actually leaking towards the bottom on the drywall, and uh, I'm trying to find out what's the best way for me to actually try and find that leak. Do you suspect, Rod, that the leak is behind the wall, or do you think it's happening when the water sort of bounces off you when you're standing in the shower? You know what? I actually looked at the seal. I actually uh, looked at the seal by the door, and the, the seal by the door looks looks as though it's fine. So I've got a suspicion it's actually coming from behind the actual drywall itself. Mm. And there's no access panel to look at the plumbing itself? You know what? There, uh, there isn't. I've actually got to probably knock out that drywall to actually uh, to actually find the actual leak itself. So Well, before you do that, Rod, why don't you take off the shower head? And then screw on a cap to the end of that pipe. You take the shower head to your local uh, hardware store. They can sell you a little cap for the end of the plumbing pipe that'll be just you know, 50 cents. Screw it on okay. there and then turn the shower on. So now you yeah. don't have any water coming out, but you have the shower line pressurized and see if okay. the water shows up behind it. 
If it doesn't show up behind it, then there's nothing wrong inside the wall. Don't go performing, you know, sheetrock surgery looking for a leak that doesn't exist. Now, yeah, exactly. if it's not there, then the only other thing it can be doing is it's just dripping down from somewhere else. So it's either bouncing off you when you're in the shower or it's it's collecting in the door and running out. It's coming from a different location. But if you pressurize that line and you don't have a leak, then that's going to actually uh, save you a lot of aggravation. Mm-hmm. And if you're opening it up, Rod, you want to make sure that, especially if you've got access behind it, leave an access panel. This way you've got a piece that's removable without completely damaging the drywall again. So in case there ever is, God forbid, another leak or incident, you're able to get to those pipes. Okay, I really appreciate it. All right, you're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Sounds to me like Roderick really wants to tear into this wall. Yeah. <laughs> We're Looking trying for to tell an excuse him not to, to do some it. demolition. <laughs> demolition is fun, but uh, reconstruction, not so much. Carolyn in West Virginia needs some help with some squeaky floors. I bet it is just driving you crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> So tell us about the squeak. Is it just in one area, in a whole room? Describe it. Uh, We have a great room and uh, two bathrooms and a laundry room Well, and and the bedrooms. But we have uh, just put in hardwood floors in the whole main area. And my husband's a little stout, so every time he walks, (laughs) it squeaks. I can walk on it, and it's pretty good, but mostly it's around the... um, Heat pump and plumbing area. We've mm-hmm. had people go in under there trying to shimmy up little shims in there. All right. Well, let's talk about why floors squeak. They squeak because there's movement in the floorboards. And the best way to eliminate the movement is to secure the floorboards down to the floor joists from above. Now, with hardwood floors, it's a little trickier because, of course, it's a finished floor. But what I would do is this, Carolyn. I would identify the floor joists under the floor. You can do that with a like a stud finder or something of that nature. You okay. can do it by sort of measuring it out. But you definitely want to know where the floor joists are. And then what you're going to do is drill into the floor, and you're going to screw the hardwood boards right down through the subfloor into the floor joists. You're going to have to put a, a wood plug in, sand it, refinish it when you're done. But that is absolutely the solid, permanent way to, to quiet your squeaky floor. Now, there's another way that you can do this. It's a little less disruptive, but not as effective, but it might do the trick. And that is instead of using a, a screw, which you have to sort of pilot drill and countersink below the floor surface, mm-hmm. you could use a finish nail. And the way to do that is to take a finish nail and probably a number 10 or a number 12, pretty heavy finish nail, and you're going to use that finish nail as the drill itself by putting it in the drill chuck and sort of spinning it into the floor. The reason I say to do this instead of a drill bit is because when you use the nail as the drill, it separates the wood fibers. In fact, Vermont American had a product actually called a nail spinner that was used for this very, very job. But since you're only going to do it once or twice, I wouldn't tell you to go buy this nail spinner. Just put the, the nail right in the chuck of the drill, spin it into the floor, and then finish it off you know, with a hammer and sink it right below the surface. That won't be as permanent, but it could quiet the floor as well. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're Appreciate welcome, Carolyn. It. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Carolyn calling from West Virginia on behalf of her stout husband.
(laughs) (laughs) Nicely put, Carolyn. Nicely put. No one's feelings were hurt in the taking of that question. (laughs) Olivia in Utah, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? We had a water heater begin to leak in the middle of the night the other night. Anyway, for Air Home, we had two 40-gallon tanks, regular water heaters. Okay. And in replacing these, it was suggested to us that we get only one 25-gallon quick-response water heater. And this particular company has told us that the one 25-gallon quick-response water heater will give us as much hot water on demand as the two 40-gallon tanks gave us. Is this correct or incorrect? I actually have no idea because uh, it sounds to me like you have a hybrid here uh, between a tank and a tankless water heater. What I would recommend at this juncture, considering that you had two water heaters that went went and both are going to go and be replaced now, I would recommend that you look into a tankless water heater, not a smaller tank than what you have, but a true tankless water heater. You have gas? Correct. Okay. So I would go to a website called foreverhotwater.com, and that website has a a sizing tool on it, so you can figure out what size tankless water heater you need. It's put together by the experts at Renai. Yes. And I think that a tankless water heater would be an excellent solution for you because it's going to deliver an unlimited amount of hot water. It also has a lot of nice features. It's energy-efficient. You can uh, dial that temperature down or up from a remote location, and it's going to last a heck of a long time. Now is the perfect opportunity for you to do this because you are replacing your old-fashioned tanked water heaters. And also, you're going to save a lot of room because the amount of actual floor space or, or, more importantly, wall space that the tankless needs is much, much less than what you would have been needed for the tanked water heaters. Follow me? Uh-huh. What do I run into cost-wise? Well, the tankless water heater is going to be more expensive than a tank water heater, but it's going to last a long time. It's going to save you money on utility bills. It's also going to take up far less space. And take up far less space. So Uh it really is the way to go today. If my water heater went, I would not put back a standard tank water heater. I would always go tankless at this time. Oh, I probably have made a terrible mistake because we have already let them put in what they said was a quick response 25-gallon water heater that is supposed to furnish us as much hot water as the two tanks we did have. Well, it sounds like they sold you something that they, you know, had some experience with or perhaps just made some more money on. I, I don't know. I'm just not familiar with that in-between model. I've seen, uh-huh. I've seen them at trade shows, but I certainly don't think they have enough history. Uh, you know, Tankless has been out for a long time now. It works really, really well. But I guess uh-huh. time is going to tell. Okay. I really appreciate your help. I just All right. wished I could have gotten in touch with you all sooner before I let them put it in. But mm-hmm. thank you. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Stuart in Texas has a counter question for us. What can we do for you? Hi, I have a house that's about four years old, and it has uh, granite countertops in the kitchen. The uh, granite, though, it's not as smooth as what I would really like it to be. When I run my hand across it, I can feel small voids in it. 
It's mm-hmm. not like it's been worn. It's like it was that way, you know, when they first put it in and just never did anything more with it. Is there something can, that can be done, like, to either grind that down more to well, get rid of the void? Well, you feel like a space, almost as if, like, a piece has been shipped out, correct? Correct. Yeah, you have to, this is sort of like the myth about granite countertops that no one tells you. They need to be resealed every year because when they cut the granite, it ends up having these like chips and gouges all through it. And then they put like a clear resin sort of heavy coating over it that fills in all these spaces and gives you that nice, smooth, super glossy surface. And that wears down, you know, annually with cleaning, with improper cleaning products. And so once a year, you do need to reseal it. Okay, and that'll fill back in those voids then? It absolutely will. Okay, and you don't have to worry about the, the product getting up into food product food things that you're chopping up on the counter or anything no, like that? No, not once it dries. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Stuart. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. In fact, I know it's time for me to do mine because right on the edge, of course, I splurged for the OG edge, which is right. that wonderfully ornate edge. I feel like a big divot in it. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, up next, we are going to have our green scene reporter on the case with home improvement tax breaks for you. Find out which projects are going to save you money in more ways than one. It is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Did you know that adding a Thermatrue entryway can add as much as $24,000 to what others think your home is worth? To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Bit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And speaking of ways to make your home better, you know, we're not too far away from tax season. And this year, millions of Americans will do all they can to find tax credits and deductions and maybe have a little extra money to put into that house. That's right. So we've got our green scene reporter on the case, Amy Oscamo, and she has some great incentives for those of you who want to take on some home improvements that will also qualify for tax incentives. So we've got Amy joining us now to sort it all out and help you to start saving some cash. Hey, Amy. Hey, guys. How are you? Now, this is pretty exciting news because uh, some of these tax incentives actually had uh, run out at the end of last year. And if mm-hmm. I recall correctly, they were reinstated as a part of the uh, the financial bailout bill, correct? Yes, that's right. Any uh, improvements that were made in 2006 and 2007 could earn you credits. So there's an opportunity to claim those coming up here as well as all new credits. Now, Amy, I know previously Windows had been one of those incentives as far as a tax break. What are some of the new projects that really qualify to all of these tax incentives? Well, Windows are back in there again, and you can also look at insulation of all kinds. That can be everything from caulking to weather stripping to other special feeling that you do around your home. There are also central AC equipment, heat pumps. Um, even geothermal heat pumps, that's a little more specialized, but they have their own specialized uh, tax credit of up to uh, 30% of the cost. Yeah, up to a maximum credit of 2000 bucks. So that's that really can, uh, can significantly reduce the cost of doing that install, and you can enjoy that energy efficiency kind of all year long. So, I mean, what exactly do you have to do to qualify for these? How do you prove that you've got the, uh, the improvement done? 
Are there certain types of improvements that you need different types of documentation for? How does it work? Well, you want to make sure that you're keeping track of purchase receipts for any of the qualifying products that you buy. And for some things like Energy Star windows, there will be special labels on those windows that you'll want to keep up in your files. Don't throw them away. After yeah, so when you peel out stuff off the windows when you first get them, make sure you stick it on a piece of paper and stick it in the file. Absolutely, and keep that together with your records for 2009 taxes. Now, what if you've got a vacation house? Can you do improvements to both homes, or does this really only qualify for my primary residence? Uh, you have to do these improvements on a primary residence. Other residences don't qualify for the tax credit. What about additional rebates that are offered by, um, say, the local utility company or the state? Uh, can you get all of these rebates, Amy, or can you only get the federal one? You can't sort of double dip. Actually, you definitely want to look into what your local utility company and your state offer because you can enjoy those benefits on top of what Uncle Sam is offering you through this credit program. Well, that's pretty cool because that's like going to a, a store and getting the uh, you know the twenty percent off something that's already on sale. Kind of, you can really add up. Now, Amy, it seems like there's a lot of information to sort of compile as far as what product, what I need, is the state, is this federal? Is there a website that I can go to that has everything sort of easily laid out for, for me and anybody else who's interested? Yes, there's a great place to start, and that's www.energytaxincentives, three words put together, .org. And they'll have information on the products that qualify and you'll need a lot of those details for especially your more complicated equipment like your for your HVAC system. Energytaxincentives.org. Easy enough. Amy Oscamo, our green scene reporter. Thanks for filling us in on those tax incentives. It sounds like a no-lose deal for consumers. That's what I say. Thanks very much, guys. <laughs> All right, Amy, thanks so much. Well, speaking of taxes, hey, are you holding on to those pay stubs from, say, the last decade? Well, how do you know what to keep? How do you know what to recycle? We're going to tell you how long to hold on to those important pieces of paperwork next. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home for calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Ready to get started with a project? Maybe you're knee-deep in the middle of one. Anything worth starting is worth starting over with us. If you're stuck, pick up the phone, give us a call. We'll help you out. The number is one eight 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 money pit If you get on the air with us this hour, not only will we give you the answer to your home improvement question, you could win some tools to get the job done because we've got a set of Redback tools here worth about 50 bucks. It includes a hammer, screwdriver, tape measure, everything that you need to get that project done around your house. The number is one eight 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 money pit Yeah, pick up the phone and give us a call, especially if Amy, our green scene reporter, has inspired you to sort of fish through all of your tax receipts and start thinking about what home improvements projects will apply this year. Well, as you're going through all your paperwork, you might be realizing that you've got a mountain of that paperwork accumulating, and you're just not sure what are the rules of what do you keep and for how long. Well, here is a quick breakdown. You want to keep credit card and utility bills one to three years. You want to make sure that you keep your tax 
tax documents, bank statements, and accident reports and claims for seven years, and then keep wills, employment records, and medical history indefinitely. You know, there's a great new data storage product out there. There's one called the Personal Pocket Safe. It's a secure, encrypted technology, and it keeps all of your documents safe and in one tiny spot. So bye-bye, mountain of paperwork. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. Let's get back to the phones. Tony, New York is dealing with a broken sewer pipe. This sounds like a stinky, messy disaster. What's going on? Hi. Uh, my daughter has a broken sewer pipe. That so it's her stinky main. disaster. Yes, that goes out to the main, you know, the main sewer line that the city has. Uh, she had the company come down. They gave her two options. One to dig it up and repair it, and the second option was called New Flow, where they uh, send a, a balloon in and they expand it into an epoxy seal. Have you heard of it? Is it any good? Yes. Um, yes, we have heard of it. I, not that particular brand, but this technique is uh, one that is uh, you know, tried and true and works very well. I know a lot of the drain cleaning companies do it as well. Basically, they take what's like a fiberglass sock sort of inside out, and they run it inside the uh, broken line, and then it's expanded, and there's like a, like a fiberglass kind of material that lines the inside of pipe. It's kind of like creating a pipe inside of a pipe. Right. And after it's hardened, that now becomes the new pipe, and that's what the waste flows through, Tony. So it is a system, and usually you're going to use this if it's too hard to dig the pipe up. If the pipe is going under sidewalks and buildings it's or pools or whatever. <laughs> well, but listen, I'm going to tell you, it's a lot more expensive than digging it up. So you may want to make sure you do a cost uh, analysis on this to figure out if repairing the siding, the sidewalk is going to cost uh, less than putting the system in. Now, I know that, uh, for example, in my house, we had to tear up a sidewalk to replace a main water line in a waste pipe, and we were able to literally cut a section out of the sidewalk, lift it, do the repair, drop the section back in, and it's still there today, like some 10 years later. So right. you, you, just because it goes under a sidewalk doesn't mean you have to use this technique. I do know it's a lot more expensive than the digging it up by itself. So just make sure you check out the cost-benefit analysis on this. Right. I just wanted to make sure that it does work. <laughs> yeah, it's a viable system. Been used for a number of years now. We've covered it for probably four or five years, good, uh, and good. it does work. Again, I'm not familiar with that trade name, but the system, the concept is solid. Thank you for the information. You're welcome, Tony. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. John in Georgia has an issue with a water heater. Tell us what's going on. Hi. Uh, this is a, it's a gas water heater. Um, uh, this is my first rental house that I just bought. And um, so I, it, it's been sitting for a while. And what's happening is um, it's, it won't light. Okay. And I can see when I hit the, the, the water heater itself is about a year and a half old. Um, when I hit the igniter switch, I can see the spark. Um, so what I did was I, I opened the line, the gas line, and I, you know, bled the line out thinking maybe there was just air in there. You know, typically with a water heater, you have a thermal couple and you have to light the water heater by hand and you have to hold the gas valve down until the thermocouple heats up, and then you let the gas valve out, turn it on full, and you're good to go. But right. if you have an electronic ignition, then that's really above and beyond the scope of what you can do yourself. It's not electronic. I mean, I still, I've still got to hold that, hold the, uh, um, the, the gas line, down, the, the, gas, the yeah. pilot valve, okay. Right. And then it's, you know, like on a gas grill where you hit the igniter, 
mm-hmm. and the, the clicks. Push button igniter. Mm-hmm. That's what's on there. All right. So look, here, here's what you can do. If you have a if you have a an igniter there and it's not working, it's not getting the spark far enough away. You could uh-huh. probably light it by hand. Okay. If just the igniter's not working, but you're probably you're, you're better off calling a plumber to do this because I don't want you to stick a match in there without knowing what to yeah, do. Yeah, you want to make it. sure nothing's clogged or leaky or before right. you just run around with a match. Okay. And if it's just the igniter itself. You're right. It might be the alignment that's, you know, the gas is not getting to the right place. When the Uh gas valve opens up for the pilot light, that doesn't throw a lot of gas out. So if it's not connecting the spark, it's not going to light. And you don't want to hold it on too, too, uh, hold it open too long because that could cause uh, a a dangerous condition. Right. Okay. Doesn't sound like a big deal, though. I think you're going to get to the bottom of it without replacing that water heater. Okay. Yeah, I shouldn't. It's only about a year and a half old. John, think of this as the first of many repairs in your rental house. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks All so right, much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to dive into the email bag. We have a rather amusing one here from Bill in Connecticut who says he has large chunks of black stuff falling out of his furnace. That can't be good. Has that happened to you? I think a tune-up may be in order. We'll get to the bottom of that and your calls next. 888-MONEY-PIT. to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We want to get to our emails right away because we've got uh, a couple here from people that seem to have some pretty serious problems. Let's start with our, our furnace guy. All right. Bill in Connecticut writes, while checking my furnace, I noticed a large amount of combustion deposits falling off the vent pipe from my oil furnace. How concerned should I be about seeing this flaking? Hmm. Not good. You know, what happens is when natural gas burns... If it burns inefficiently, it leaves a lot of moisture, a lot of combustion deposits that will stick to the inside of the vent pipe, the inside of the chimney. If you're seeing that, number one, your furnace definitely needs to be serviced. And number two, your furnace and your chimney probably need to be cleaned. You don't want to have those combustion deposits in there because they can really impact the flow of the heating gases outside the house. And we certainly don't want to have a problem with that because that could lead to a carbon monoxide problem. So when you see that stuff spit out of your furnace... Not good. Get a service done right away. All right. Next up, we've got Paul in Oswego, New York, who writes, We are in upstate New York where winters can be well below freezing with lots of snow and ice, which are also very wet and slushy springs. We are restoring an 1880 Victorian that is quite large, and the walls have never been insulated. Because the plaster walls were in such disrepair, we gutted all the walls and are now going to insulate from the inside. We are very interested in spray foam insulation, but is moisture going to be a problem? Uh, Not at all. Actually, the nice thing about the uh, spray in place foam insulation products like isonine, for example, is that they both seal and insulate at the same time. Now, while that product is not a vapor barrier, they do have some recommendations as to how you can achieve that. You don't need to worry about the moisture because it does breathe. You know, the key to energy efficiency and moisture management is really creating an air seal around the building envelope. And isonine is actually a really good way to do that. And in fact, they have a new product right now that Leslie and I got to see at the Builders Show that's called Isonine LDR50. And what's really cool about this, it's made out of castor oil. Can you believe that? 
foam insulation made of a really natural product like that. So not an issue, and the foam insulation is actually a really good choice for anytime you have a wall torn open and want to do a really good job re-insulating it. All right, Di in Michigan writes, how can I reattach sagging cracked plaster ceilings? I heard there's a special washer you could screw into the ceiling lath that would draw the sagging plaster up. Is that true? Yeah, it's called sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I know what she's talking about, and I have seen people do this, but you got to remember when the plaster is releasing from the ceiling, uh, that surface is, that plaster is really deteriorated. It's releasing from the wood lath that it's probably stuck to. And it's eventually going to all fall down. Yes, you could put a bolt in there with a washer and it could pull up that piece. But really, you're better off breaking out all the loose stuff and then replastering it or covering the whole thing with a new layer of sheetrock. And this way, you'll have a fresh surface to start with. All right, Di, I hope that helps. Well, as we talked about earlier, improving your kitchen is one of the most cost-efficient things you can do. It can really add a lot of value to your house. Part of that could be sprucing up those soffits. If they're not just bringing any style to your kitchen, you can dress them up. Leslie's going to tell you exactly how to tackle that project in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. If your kitchen has soffits that continue right up to the ceiling, but they have absolutely no detail above your kitchen cabinets, why not dress it up using molding or wood appliques? If you use the molding, you can paint it the same color as the ceiling. If you happen to have wood as the soffit, what you can do is use those wood appliques and molding and then stain it to match the cabinet so it all looks like one beautiful finished piece of cabinetry. And this way you can extend the design upward and really complete your kitchen space and you can do it on the cheap. And that makes a lot of sense. Saving money, getting projects done around your house, that's what we're here to help you do. Coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to focus especially on old houses. You know, they have their charm for sure, but there's a lot of extra info that you need to know to keep them maintained properly. Your old house on the next edition of The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Helping you build big dreams. big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Say